Hey, I'm Maggie Domingo, and I'm sharing how human design can reveal your true, unique self. It's a personal development tool that provides practical and actionable concepts to be applied to your day-to-day so you can live a more fulfilling and aligned life. And who wouldn't want that? This is the Maggie Domingo Podcast. Welcome to episode 11. So today I am going to be kind of just giving you like a human design 101 episode. I'm going to go into like basically what human design is in one sentence. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself just in case you are new to my my world, my space, and then a brief history about human design as well as the sciences that encompass the system, that kind of create the system, and then my four main teachings that I really like to to focus on when I talk about human design because it's just it's such a vast, huge system full of like really juicy things (laughs) but I've really kind of broken them down into the four things that I like to focus on when I tell people about it and then I'll give you a little bit of info about how you can get into your own human design and kind of the best way to do it for you if that's a journey that you choose to embark on so I'm gonna go ahead and just get started so human design in one sentence I would put it like this human design is a practical personal development system based on your birth date time and location that shows you what makes you unique and how to stay in alignment with your authentic self. And that is truly what it has helped me do. It has helped me explore what are the things that make me unique in comparison to other people and how do I stay in alignment with that version of me, with that truest, most aligned version of myself. And so to give you a little bit of my background, again, just in case you're a little unfamiliar with it or you never really like understood what I'm doing or what I'm trying to do and and whatnot. I am a transformational coach that specializes in human design. So I help personal development junkies experiment with their authentic self so that they can reclaim their personal power. And I truly believe that human design is the most practical way to uncover your authentic self so that you can live a more fulfilling and aligned life. Because again, that's exactly what it has helped me do and what it helps me continue to do. And I want to help people on in that same journey of theirs because I didn't have a human design mentor. I didn't have any type of coach that was helping me explore my human design. I had to dive into it myself. And yes, I did human design readings, which I'm so thankful for. Those were really fun. And I definitely learned a lot of information about myself in those readings. And what I've realized in kind of this experiment of mine in learning my own human design and learning just that much more about the system itself is that we make a lot of mistakes when we when we first get into it. So what I really want to do is help people who are just kind of starting out or maybe have been into human design for a while, but still just want more clarity, more support in that journey of theirs. And I want to help them do it in a way that is really practical really applicable and in a way that's really optimized for them individually. So that is just a little bit about me, but I want to give you a brief history about human design so you can just kind of understand the context of it in like our world today. (laughs) So a brief history is that in 1781, we as a species actually had this like major evolutionary shift that transformed our direction, momentum, and innate capacity for self-awareness. So this is when we shifted from a seven-centered being to a nine-centered being. Some of this stuff is going to sound foreign to you. You might need to do a Google search for some of this, but some of this I will also continue to go into. So just kind of bear with me as I like go through this portion. But in 1987, there was a man who ended up having an experience with the voice. That is what he called it. He called it the voice. And this voice was giving him all of this 
wisdom and all of these teachings that what ended up being an eight-day experience of this man documenting everything that the voice was just channeling to him, funneling to him, and all of that wisdom was put into what we now know as the human design system today. And that man came out of that experience with a brand new name and a brand new outlook on what this thing is that we call life, and his name is Ra. And so there was a lot of downloads, like I said, that he kind of got from this voice, and some of these things were very scientific that hadn't even been proven by science yet, which is really crazy. So in 1998, the first prediction was actually proven, and that was that the largest neutrinos, which neutrinos are subatomic particles that are sourced from stars. So to give you an example, like 70% of all neutrinos in our solar system are created by the sun. So subatomic particles sourced from stars, and these largest neutrinos actually carry information, and they will penetrate us because, you know, they're just so small and tiny and things are passing through us every day that we just aren't even aware of and they penetrate us with that imprinted information so that was the first prediction that was proven by science in 1998 and and that was like 11 years after Ra had this experience with the voice and then in 2009 which was I think exactly 11 years after that as well. That's kind of interesting. I'm just now realizing that. So then in 2009, the second prediction was proven by science, which was that there was this existence of magnetic monopoles, which are particles that carry either like a north or south attraction. So kind of like think of a magnet, literally how a magnet has like a positive and negative end. So that there was this existence of magnetic monopoles. And then in 2011, unfortunately, Ra did pass away, but he left behind this legacy that has completely transformed people's lives, including myself. And so now the system has been passed on by his successors that he worked really closely with and then other human design enthusiasts today. I'm going to go into the sciences behind the system and I I don't really want to stay here very long only because like you can just do a Google search. <laughs> um, and if I sat there trying to explain all of these systems and all of these practices and told you how they're incorporated into human design, this would be a very long episode and I don't want to do that to you. So if you happen to be interested in how all of these are incorporated into the system, just do a Google search. Maybe one day I'll have like an episode on each of these things and how they're incorporated. That would be kind of cool, but that is not what I'm interested in doing right now. So human design was created with ancient and modern sciences. So for the ancient sciences, we have the Hindu Brahmin chakra system, and this actually alludes to the nine centers that you have in your, in your human design, but the chakra system, focuses on your seven energy centers. And then you have the Chinese I Ching, which is also known as the Book of Changes. This is a book of wisdom that basically kind of talks about different patterns and things to pay attention to that will help people with their decision making in the future. And then we also have the Tree of Life, which is about one's individuality. And then we also have astrology. And that's, I think, probably one that most of you will know or will already know about. And that's basically using celestial bodies to predict human behavior. And then we have the modern sciences, and that includes quantum mechanics, genetics, biochemistry, and astronomy. And so really a lot of these are just kind of getting to the real like science of your existence. <laughs> it's talking about your genetics, you know, it's talking about these particles and molecules that make you up. It's really cool, amazing, interesting stuff. So if you are interested in learning more about those, I just suggest doing a Google search because I really want to get more into what the system can do for you specifically. So I really want to talk about kind of the main four focuses that I like to teach when I talk about human design. And this first one, and these are in no particular order, but this first one is going to be that it is your energetic map. And I thought I was so smart when I thought of energetic the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, energy, genetics, energetic. Ah! 
like I'm amazing. And then I Googled it and I was like, no, I'm not amazing. I just put two already existing words together and made a word that already exists. <laughs> so um, anyway, so it's basically your energetic map. Everything is energy and human design provides you with this unique energetic map that was kind of like stamped into existence once you were born. And it captures two different times, actually. It captures the moment that you were born and then it captures, I think about like three months before you were born. I think it's like 89 days, I want to say. Anyway, so yeah, human design is basically showing you how you were meant to use your energy internally and externally because it all focuses around your body graph, your human design chart, and how the energy moves within your chart. And then the second thing that I like to talk about within human design is that it is a deconditioning mechanism. So we can have that conversation of like nature versus nurture, you know, where it's like, you were maybe meant to do a certain thing or act a certain way. And that would be like the nature part of you. But then you have the nurture side, which is how you were brought up, what your experiences were when you grew up, you know, what life threw at you and how you handled it and all of that stuff. But there's actually conditioning that happens in both of those. It's not just in your life experiences where you would have taken on conditioning, which is kind of like the more standard way that we look at conditioning. It's like, oh, what were the things that I experienced in my life that contributed to my conditioning. But um, we also have this nature portion that I think a lot of us don't realize, which is that within our nine centers in human design, each of those centers represent a certain area or different like things within your existence. And those centers actually represent the areas where you're most likely to take on conditioning. And then there's the other areas where you kind of just naturally hold consistent um, energy for. One thing that I really like to stress when I talk about this portion of it being a deconditioning mechanism is to acknowledge the fact that like your conditioning is not your fault. It's nobody's fault. The blame game does not help anyone, but it is your responsibility to be aware of your conditioning and how to course correct from that knowledge. And so human design not only shows you the areas where you're naturally going to be subjected to kind of more societal conditioning um, or just conditioning in general, but it also kind of gives you the resources and the tools to help you minimize that as much as you possibly can. Then the third thing that I really like to focus on is your purpose and potential. So I'm going to get really serious right now. You have an innate purpose in your existence and you have natural potential that is going to match. So it's not that life just was like, hey, this is your purpose. Good, you know, good luck. <laughs> you were given potential to match that purpose so that you could live out that purpose, live out that role to the best of your ability. So there is a role that you are meant to play out and you are equipped with the traits to support that role. It makes me just take like a deep breath and kind of like takes all this weight off of your shoulders, at least for me, that doesn't add weight. And it doesn't add weight because it gives us a lot of answers and the things that we kind of never really knew whether we would figure out or not. Like, what is the purpose to life? Well, I think that the purpose of life is unique to you and human design helps you figure that out. Human design will shed light on that for you. And for me, that is so empowering, right? And then lastly, this is my favorite personally, because this is where I, I feel like really thrive within human design. And this is kind of my my unique take on it. This is my skill within human design is experiential learning. So your life experience is your life experiment. And human design emphasizes the use of experimentation for increased alignment over time. 
And how I have kind of incorporated this into my life is understanding that everything that I do, everything that I think, everything that I do, everything that I carry out, live out, is part of a greater experiment. The biggest, most longest running experiment is my life experiment. That's not going to be over until I die, literally until the day that I die. (laughs) That is when that experiment ends. So that is my life experiment. And then to chalk it down from there, it's like, what are these longer running experiments? And some of my longer running experiments are years long. Some of, I've already lived out some experiments that that chapter is closed and that chapter took years to close up. And then I have more kind of like short-term experiments that are happening that I'm going to carry out for the next few months. I maybe have carried out for the last month. And, and then once that wraps up, whatever that ending is of that experiment that I've decided is going to be the end, then I'm going to know, did that experiment run well? Or was that something that didn't really work for me and I need to try better the next time that I do it. And then I have shorter experiments that are like less than a day long or they're hours long. It's and I feel like that's the reason why I love this portion of human design so much because I think it's so much fun to do. And it might sound overwhelming to think of your life as an experiment. It's like, oh my God, okay, so now you're telling me I have to like do all this extra work and like figure out what my life experiments are. And like some of them, I might not even get the answers until years from now or like, (laughs) you know, like whatever thoughts might be going on in your head. And the thing is, is that like, you have human design that gives you the tools and the resources to conduct that experiment to the best of your ability as you continue on in that experiment. And this is what I really like to focus on when I talk about human design with other people is figuring out like, how do we optimize your experiment so that you're getting the most aligned results every single time you do it afterwards. And the whole point of this stuff is that like this stuff will just become second nature to you because what human design is doing for you is bringing you back to your most like natural unconditioned existence. (laughs) So you will reach a point where this is just easy and you're not even going to think twice about some of these things. And I have found myself reaching that point in certain areas within my own human design, but there's still so much to explore, but I just think it's so much fun. So I just, I kind of went on a tangent there, but that's how you can tell how much I love doing the experiment portion (laughs) of human design. But next, I kind of want to talk about you. I want to shift the conversation to you, not me, not human design, specifically just you. And if anything that I already talked about has interested you at all, then I highly suggest you pull your human design chart. So what you're going to need to do that is you are going to need your birth date, time, and location in order to pull an accurate chart. The biggest barrier that I find people have is they either don't know their birth time, you know, which is like, who? it's like, who knows that? So it's like, yeah, no biggie. Sometimes their um, birth certificate doesn't have the time listed. So sometimes people have to jump through some hoops, but to get your human design, I think like those hoops are very insignificant in comparison to all of the insights that human design can shed light on for you. And then the next thing that I want to talk about in pulling your human design chart is there are so many free resources um, online that you can pull your chart on, but I highly recommend Jovian Archive. Jovian Archive is the best one in my eyes for beginners because your human design chart is still very overwhelming. And that actually leads me into my next kind of like little blurb about pulling your human design chart. So the next portion to that is be prepared to be very overwhelmed visually and just beyond confused when you see your human design chart because it's like someone just handed you a book in a different language that you don't know anything about and they're like this is a book all about you good luck reading it and you're like okay um 
how am I supposed to get all the crazy cool insights in here if I don't know how to read it? You know what I mean? <laughs> so think of human design as literally another language that you are learning. You're learning the language of you. Ooh, I should like trademark that. Um, but you are literally learning the language of you. And so again, keep in mind, it's going to be very visually overwhelming. And I find that this is an area where it just stops a lot of people from continuing diving into their human design. And what I really want to be doing in this portion of my business is building offers and building services that help people past that like initial hump or like hurdle because if they don't go past it then they're just not going to continue pursuing human design and I get it it's overwhelming it's not going to help you if you don't know how to read it and if you don't know how to move forward in it and so that's really going to be the basis of the offers that I'm creating over the next several months is helping people through that kind of like journey as they initially get into their human design and then once you have your human design chart that's when you want to get familiar with the language itself before you begin reading in the language if you know what I mean and the way to do this is by decoding the visual complexity of your chart first and learning that common vocabulary. That way, when you go into doing more online research or working with me or what have you, or being in certain containers where they're talking about things within your human design chart, like I have done, you know, I've talked about your centers, I've talked about your signature. There's all these different like words within the vocabulary of human design. And if you don't understand those as you begin to dive into your human design, it's going to be like, just that much harder to keep up and it will not go as smoothly. So I I really, again, it's like learn from my mistakes. I wish that I had just like a simple process to follow in learning about my human design so that I could have done it right. And, and there are some things today that still affect me because like I didn't learn those very initial things that I think are really important before you dive into all the crazy cool insights of your chart. So again, learn from me. So you have two steps that are kind of coming out of this episode for you if you're still with me. Step one, if you're interested in human design and you want to learn more about yours, pull your human design chart and please, for the love of God, save it somewhere because I can't tell you how many times I pulled my chart thinking like, I'm not going to do anything with this. And then I would need to find my birth time again so that I could pull my chart again. I mean, I probably did it at least seven times, but it's like, look where I am now today. Like I'm a transformational coach specializing in human design just save your freaking chart because you don't know <laughs> if and when you are going to need it in the future okay so step one pull your human design chart Second is going to be download my Demystify Your Human Design Chart Guide. This guide is really going to help you reduce that overwhelm of the visual complexity within your human design chart, and it's going to give you the common vocabulary that is very often used within human design so that your process of exploring your human design as smooth as it can be, because it's it's a lot. It's a lot to take in, and like let's make that process as smooth for you as possible. I think by the time this episode comes out, I might have that guide already ready because I'm literally in the process of making it right now. So whether or not, so whichever link is in the show notes by the time you're listening to this will be the correct one. I currently have a waitlist going for that guide right now. So if you see that the link in the show notes brings you to the waitlist page, and that just means that I haven't finished it up yet. It's for sure going to be done by the end of November, but I have like an aggressive timeline that I'm trying to work with. So we'll just see how far I get in it, but for sure by the end of November. But if the link in the show notes is the page to download the guide, then you're good to go and download that guide and have at it and compare it to your chart so that you can understand your chart a little bit better. So I hope that you found this episode to be a little bit more clarifying in what human design is because you could be someone who's still listening to these episodes, even being within my space online and still not really be sure what human design is. And that's something that I'm working on as well as a business owner and trying to figure out like, how do I present this stuff in a way that is just very clear for people? And as I've been developing a lot over the last 
several weeks, as I told you in the last episode, I'm figuring out how to do all these things that I want to do in a way that is most serving to you. So it's like now that I have a good way of figuring out how to tell people what human design is, it'll be that just more clear in my content. And I'm really happy that I've been able to reach that point as a as a business owner <laughs> and human design being like my focus in business. So anyway, thank you so much for being with me today. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day or night, depending on when you are listening. And I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into this episode. If it served you in any way, please leave a review so we can continue spreading the word about human design and raise consciousness together.